Hey, it's Matt Bowles. If you want to hang out with me in person, I'm going to be at the Latino Travel Fest in Elizabeth, New Jersey, May 31st to June 2nd. And I've got a 15% discount for you to join me. Just go to themaverickshow.com slash Latino. That's L-A-T-I-N-O. There you're going to see your 15% discounted ticket. There are going to be multiple guests from The Maverick Show attending, so you'll be able to hang out with all of us in person. You do not need to be Latino in order to attend Everyone is welcome. Again, get your discounted ticket at themaverickshow.com slash Latino. And as soon as you do, send me a DM on Instagram at Matt Bowles Maverick. Let me know that you're coming so that we can make plans to link up in person. And now here's a clip of what's coming up on today's episode. On this episode, I'm going to dissect my company's business model and give you five tips on how to build a location-independent business in a space that is not traditionally virtual. Let's get it. is The Maverick Show, where you'll meet today's most interesting real estate investors, entrepreneurs, and world travelers, and learn the strategies and tactics they use to succeed. And now, here's your host, Matt Bowles. Hey, everybody. It's Matt Bowles. Welcome to The Maverick Show. On this episode, we are going to go behind the scenes at my company, Maverick Investor Group and talk about some of the key techniques we have used to build a location-independent business in a space that is not traditionally virtual. So Maverick Investor Group is a licensed real estate brokerage in the United States. We serve real estate investors exclusively, and we help people to buy rental properties to own and hold as an investment. Now, a real estate brokerage is definitely not the type of business model that most people would consider to be traditionally virtual or conducive to running remotely. And so a number of you have asked me if I could do an episode breaking down some of the elements that we used in building a location-independent business and specifically focusing on how we did that in a space that was not traditionally virtual. So as I've been thinking and reflecting upon that, I wanted to break this down into five specific tips that I want to pull out in terms of lessons from what we did that I think can be broadly applicable to you if you are interested or involved with trying to build a business in a space that is not traditionally virtual. So let's dive right into it. The first key to doing this, no matter what industry it's in, is to fundamentally, at the core, believe that it can be done. You must believe that it can be done. You have to remove the perceived limitations. You have to ignore all of the naysayers that are telling you it can't be done or it shouldn't be done or you're crazy. And you at your core 
have to believe that it is possible to do it. That's fundamental. Without that, none of the rest of the things that I'm going to say are going to matter. You have to first truly, fully believe that it is possible. And when we started, we had all kinds of people telling us that we were crazy. They were saying things like, nobody is going to buy a house for over $100,000 without seeing the property first. Who's going to do that? And who's going to buy it without meeting you first? Nobody's going to do that. But sure enough, most of our clients buy their rental properties sight unseen without ever seeing the property before they close. And most of our clients never meet anyone from the Maverick staff in person before they close either. So now people see that it's possible because they see that we're doing it. But before they saw an example of us doing it, people were saying it's not possible. Nobody will do it. It's not a viable business model. Okay. So you need to convince yourself first that it is in fact possible. And one of the things to help you to do that, that I would encourage you to do is to try to find examples of other people that have done it. And it can either be have done it in the same space that you're trying to do it in. So you have a very specific example in your same industry or just finding examples of people who have done similar things in other industries and try to understand how they solved the problems or the obstacles or the challenges that you perceive to be in place in your industry and to try to surround yourself with people who believe in you, believe in your vision, are encouraging and supportive of you, and especially to try to surround yourself with other people that are actually doing similar things themselves. Now, if you're not in a physical place where you actually know people that are doing similar things to what you want to do or in similar industries or spaces, then you need to figure out how to find and consume that information virtually. And one of the things that I've been doing with the Maverick Show podcast, if you have not listened to every single episode yet, one of the things that I've been really interested in trying to highlight is entrepreneurs that are building location-independent businesses in spaces that are not traditionally virtual. Now, there's been a lot, variety of different guests on the show that are doing all sorts of different things, but I will highlight for you a few episodes of guests that have built very interesting businesses in spaces that people thought were not possible to do virtually. And you can go and listen to these episodes and see and understand how these particular entrepreneurs navigated those obstacles or challenges or perceived limitations in their own industries. And we're able to actually build a business that they can run completely remotely while traveling the world. So I'll just start with Jen McGee, who is on episode five. She's also been on the show a second time on episode 36. Jen runs an award-winning architectural design company that she founded and built with her business partner. And she does retail business space design for major, like Fortune 500 companies, Barnes & Noble, Sharper Image, Saks Off Fifth Avenue. 
She won an award for designing the duty-free shops at JFK Airport in New York City. Major clients designing the retail space, and she does it completely remotely while traveling the world across multiple continents, multiple time zones, living in all of different countries. And she runs her business and she is crushing it. Jen and I have now probably been to over 15 countries together. And I have seen how she works and how she runs her business. And in those podcast episodes, I went deep with her on exactly how she built her business and how she does what she does. Another episode I would point you to is episode number 13 with Daraja Asili, who gets over 100,000 paying customers per year to attend her live events, which take place in U.S. cities. But she is able to run her entire business remotely while traveling the world. And in fact, this episode number 13, when I interviewed her, I did it in person with her in Nairobi, Kenya, as she and I were spending a month together in Nairobi. And I have seen her run her business from another continent. None of her business takes place in Kenya. It all takes place in the United States. But she built a location-independent infrastructure and can run it while living in Nairobi, Kenya, or anywhere else in the world. Another one that really blows people away is episode 28 with Colin Randall, who owns a company that produces music videos with six-figure budgets for A-list musicians. His clients are the Backstreet Boys, Pitbull, Enrique Iglesias. He did the FIFA World Cup video with Will Smith. That caliber of people, of artists, are his clients. And he runs a music video production company that produces those music videos for those artists all while he is traveling the world as a full-time nomad and living in all of these different countries. And so in the interview with Colin, we went deep and I pulled out from him the tactics of how he runs his business from all of these different countries and also the additional benefits that he found in doing so. And he shares that in his first year of being a fully remote, full-time itinerant nomad and traveling the world for his first year, his business increased 4X that year alone. And we talk about how he did that. Another example is episode 32 with my Clio and Emmy award-winning guest, Michael Thielen, who talks about how he was able to build and run a film and television production consulting company. He has scaled it now to over 20 staff, and his company oversees the production of Google's premium streaming content that is now complete competing with Netflix and Amazon, and he runs that company completely remotely while traveling the world. And then one more that I'll point you to just, again, in a completely different industry that people did not think was possible to build a remote company in is episode 34 with Lydia Baikalova, who runs a wedding photography business. And she built it so that she can run that business completely remotely while she travels the world. So I would encourage you to check out those episodes, among others. That's just a sampling, but it's a diverse array of very different types of industries that are not 
considered to be traditionally virtual categories for businesses. And these cutting edge entrepreneurs have figured out how to build a business in that industry that can thrive and be very successful with a location independent infrastructure that allows them, the entrepreneurs, to travel the world and design their lifestyle. And so as you listen to them, you can pull out the strategies and tactics and concepts and thinking that they used and apply that to whatever your own industry may be. So step number one is to convince yourself that it is possible for you and for your industry and for your business and that you can do this. It is possible. Once you believe that, The second tip that I will share is to then, at that point, to reverse engineer your business plan, okay? To envision how this company looks, how it looks with the location independent infrastructure, to architect and design and envision both your business and financial goals, but also your lifestyle goals, Okay, what does your lifestyle look like when the business is operating the way that you want it to? How are you living? What type of lifestyle is the business facilitating for you? And to create that vision for yourself very clearly, okay? And then once you have those business goals, those financial goals, those lifestyle goals set that you want the business to achieve for you, then work backwards, Okay, reverse engineer from there. And as you do that, start anticipating what types of obstacles, what types of challenges might there be? What do you have to think through to overcome in order to get to that end goal? And by using this reverse engineering process, you are going to ensure that you don't make any geographically restrictive mistakes because every step that you're going to take is going to be conducive to getting your business, not only to hit the financial goals that you want, but to facilitate your location independence and to hit those lifestyle goals. And so as you work backwards, you want to make sure that you don't make any geographically restrictive mistakes as you are building your company. So my business partners and I at Maverick have, for example, never lived in the same city for a single day since the founding of our company. Okay, we founded the company and we lived in three different cities. So we forced our entire business to be built with a completely location-independent infrastructure. We didn't allow ourselves to say, oh, hey, why don't we get an office here for a little while and then later we'll become location-independent. We did not make the initial geographically restrictive move because that creates inertia and that is actually a step backwards from achieving your location-independent lifestyle goal for the business. So you always wanna be stepping forward towards your goal And when you have location independence as part of your goal, then a step forward means you're not doing something that's geographically restrictive. And that's really important. And then as you're thinking through the business plan, a really important framework is not to ask, can this be done with a yes, no answer, but rather to ask, how can this be done? And when you put the word how in the beginning of that sentence, 
it changes the way that you think about the entire problem. And your brain starts then brainstorming about creative, out-of-the-box, different types of ways that you could potentially achieve something that other companies are not currently doing or they haven't traditionally done or they haven't historically done. And that's what you're doing. You're a cutting edge entrepreneur who is doing something in a different way than it has traditionally been done, which is what all of these entrepreneurs I just mentioned that I've interviewed on the podcast have done. They've done exactly that. Okay. So ask yourself when you come up to a perceived challenge or obstacle or hurdle and you need to solve a problem and figure out how to get over that to do something in a location independent manner that hasn't traditionally been done that way. Ask yourself, how could we do this? And I think you'll find some amazing creativity that comes out of a brainstorming session that you have either with yourself or with a business partner or a coach or you know whoever you're working with and talking with. Some amazing creativity will come out when you start asking questions like that. And then once you have your business plan in place, then it's just about building those location-independent systems. And once you have those systems in place, it's about hiring the right people to run them and then building your location-independent management infrastructure and scaling accordingly. And there's a lot of podcast episodes where we talk about how to manage staff in all different countries and have that location-independent team communication and management infrastructure in place as well. So that's sort of the next level. Now, Tip number three is to make sure that you are thinking about from your customer's perspective, is there going to be any perceived risk or downside from the customer's perspective about you having a business with a location-independent infrastructure or in some non-traditional format? Is the customer going to perceive any additional risk in doing business with you? And if so, then you want to pre emptively mitigate that to clearly explain how using your business model is not only going to mitigate any perceived additional risk, but actually reduce their risk. Okay. So let's talk about how you might be able to do that. Okay. And I'll give you an example about how we Maverick Investor Group have done that. So let's say that part of our business model, for example, is helping real estate investors to buy rental properties in a state where they do not live, okay? Some people live outside the country, so in a country where they do not live, okay? And when they're buying a property that's not near where they live or, you know, it's not in their hometown so they can't see it and touch it and feel it and walk through it, it's not right down the road from them, that might be different from their traditional conception of what it means to buy a rental property in their hometown, Okay, so they might perceive that there's a higher risk because it's further away from them. And what if they can't see it and touch it and feel it? And what if something happens? And, you know, how would they, if they can't walk through it before they buy it, you know, is there a higher risk that the property might not be in a very good condition or, or something along those lines? Okay, so to move from that traditional mindset into a mindset that is aligned with what we're offering as a company, it's very important that we explain and clarify how to mitigate those perceived risks, okay? And so one of the ways that we explain all of these things to our clients is that we explain that any property that you're gonna buy, whether it's two blocks away from your house or whether it's on the other side of the country 
or if you live outside the United States and it's in the U.S., any property that you're going to buy, you want to do the exact same due diligence regimen in verifying the condition of that property, verifying the value of that property, verifying the rental income of that property, the location quality of where the property is located and everything else. Okay. And so what we do is we help our clients and provide them the resources to independently verify all of these things. Okay. To hire a professional home inspector locally that works for them, the buyer. Okay. Doesn't work for Maverick. Doesn't work for the seller of the property works for the buyer and is responsible to the buyer, okay? So we provide them the resources and show them how to hire their own independent home inspector to verify the condition of this property objectively and independently, and then to provide that home inspection report to them so they have independently verified the condition of that property before closing. We show them how to do the same thing, hiring an independent appraiser to appraise the value of that property. We show them how to verify the rental income, the rent range for that particular local area to verify the quality of the neighborhood. We show them how to use independent resources so they don't have to take anyone's word for it that's involved in selling them the property. They can independently verify everything themselves. And what we also share with them and explain is that a lot of times If you're buying something in your local area, you might have a greater tendency to skimp on some of these due diligence elements. If you walk through the house alone by yourself in person and you say, oh, well, this, you know, it looks kind of nice. And there's this whole emotional allure that you might be sort of drawn into and all sorts of other things that can impact your choice to buy that property. Okay. If you're buying an out-of-state property or out-of-country property, you're going to be much less emotionally tied to that particular property and getting much more into an investment mindset to objectively analyze that property and to have all of these independent professionals and independent services to verify these things so that you can do an objective investment analysis, which is unemotional and it's completely thorough. And so what we find is that there's actually advantages to buying out of state in terms of raising the bar on your evaluation of these properties. And then of course, having a professional property management company locally that is dealing with the tenant, collecting the rent, handling the maintenance calls, you know, doing all of this stuff on your behalf so that you don't have to be the landlord. You're not involved with the tenant. The tenant doesn't even know your name. They've signed a lease with the property management company and you are the investor. You are the owner and your responsibility is to make decisions and to cash checks, not to deal with tenants and toilets and that sort of thing with the rental property. Okay. So we explain how to mitigate any additional perceived risk associated with the model. We explain that clearly and get all of the clients very comfortable with the due diligence process in their evaluation and assessment of the asset before they buy. Okay. And this leads us into tip number four, which is to go beyond mitigating risk and to 
actually make your location independent infrastructure part of your value proposition to actually frame it as an advantage to your customer. Okay, so you're not just on the defensive trying to say it's not a higher risk to work with me, but in fact, to position your location independence as an advantage to the buyer. Okay, and to do that authentically, right? So I'll give you an example in terms of how we've done that at Maverick. And this is a very genuine advantage. And in fact, one of the reasons that we decided to go with this business model in the first place. Okay. And this is a fundamental difference between Maverick Investor Group and a traditional real estate brokerage. Okay. And we explained to our clients exactly like this a traditional real estate brokerage is based in one local location. So they're in one city in one place. And the only real estate that they have access to that they can introduce you to is real estate that's in their local area in their local city. So what they have to do is they have to start with their product that they have, which is real estate in their local city. And they then have to retrofit their marketing materials to tell you that that's the best product to buy and you should always buy it because that's all they have to sell. Okay. Now, the reality is that local real estate markets go in property cycles and sometimes those property cycles goes up and then they go down and then they go back up. And there are different points in the property cycle when it is more advantageous to buy rental property in that city. And there's other points where it's much less advantageous to buy rental properties in that city. For example, if the prices go way up in value, but the rents don't rise, now your cash flow margins got squeezed. There's a whole process of yield compression where it becomes less advantageous to buy at that point in the property cycle because you're paying a lot more for the property, but you're not getting a lot more in rent and you have very minimal cash flow. So it's not advantageous to buy there at that time in the property cycle. But if it's a local real estate agent and that's all they have to sell, they have no choice but to try to convince you that you should buy it anyways and to retrofit and adjust their marketing materials accordingly. We at Maverick Investor Group did not want to do that, okay? What we wanted to do was to be able to put our investor client first. And the reason why our location independence is an advantage is because we can work with different real estate markets around the U.S. We can move in and out of different real estate markets in the U.S. over time when it is most advantageous to do so, okay? So that's a unique advantage of our real estate brokerage over a traditional brokerage that benefits the buyer, okay? So when we build our relationships with our clients, we explain to them that we are positioned to help them to buy rental properties in the most advantageous U.S. real estate markets, regardless of where they live, and that over time, as the most advantageous real estate markets change, we can help them to build a diversified portfolio across multiple markets so they're continually buying in the best markets at the best times, okay? Now that is genuine, that is authentic, that is real. It is a real advantage to the buyer that we have put forward as a core staple of our value proposition of our business model. And it is also our location independence that allows us to do that. The fact that we are not geographically restricted and tied to one market allows us to deliver more value 
to the buyer and we explain it to them exactly like that. So I think you can be very open and confident to lean into your location independence and make that a very public part of your company and your brand and talk about the advantages that that provides to your client in whatever industry you may be in. And I think that one good exercise is just simply to brainstorm about what those additional advantages might be in your particular industry and just go through that exercise and write a whole bunch of them down. And as you start thinking through that, you know, see where that exercise leads you. But I think coming out with a value proposition where you can include your location independence in your value proposition for your customers, I think that is really where you should be leaning because that's going to help you to differentiate yourself. And that leads into tip number five, which is integrating your location-independent lifestyle into your brand identity, all right? One of the reasons that I would encourage you to think about doing this And I had to think about this a lot, right? Like when I was starting the company, I was like, "Mm, you know, would it be good for our clients to know that we're on a beach in Thailand when we're talking to them and all this kind of stuff? Like, is that a positive thing? Is that a negative thing? How will that be perceived? And I thought about this a lot. And then I started telling some clients and others. And what I found was that people were so interested in it and they were so fascinated with it and they wanted to learn more and they wanted me to tell them more and they were just they it made us more interesting than our traditional local competitors if you will okay you got to remember that the number one marketing sin is being boring you never want to be boring and so If you're able to create a location-independent lifestyle for yourself where you are doing fun, exciting, adventurous stuff, that makes you interesting. And you should leverage that as an advantage, a marketing advantage, a business advantage, a brand advantage. You are more interesting than your competitors, okay? And that is a fundamental business advantage and you should leverage it as such, okay? Your customers are going to want to follow you because you're more interesting. They're gonna wanna pay more attention to what you're doing, right? Attention is the asset this day and age that, everyone is competing for. And if you're more interesting, you're going to be able to capture more attention, all of the things being equal. Okay. The second thing is that if you have a location independent infrastructure, people are going to want to work for you. Okay. That is a benefit that you can offer to your staff that they can work in a location independent lifestyle for your company. Whereas your traditional competitor might be requiring their staff to A, come from the local area, and B, come into an office and sit in traffic while they commute every day. Well, if you have a location-independent infrastructure, number one, you can hire the best staff because you can hire them from anywhere in the world, and you're not just restricted to hiring them from your local area, but also the best staff want the benefit of working where they want, when they want, you know, and so forth. And if you're able to offer that benefit and allow them to work 
location independently, then you're going to have a competitive advantage in recruiting the best talent away from your competitors to work for your business. The other thing that it's going to do is it's going to start creating affinities with people and potential customers who share the lifestyle or aspire to the lifestyle that you're living. A good example of this is episode 63 of The Maverick Show when I interviewed Mel Judson, who runs a website design and branding agency. And she clears half a million dollars a year selling her services to people that share affinities with her. So she is a female entrepreneur who runs a service-based business and does so as an itinerant digital nomad while traveling the world. Guess who her customers are? Female entrepreneurs who run service-based businesses, most of whom are digital nomads who are traveling the world. They connect with her. They identify with her. She understands them. She has an affinity with them. And she is able to cater to that specific customer niche at a very high level and has a competitive advantage serving that particular niche market over her competitors that might not be itinerant and nomadic and et cetera, et cetera, and have all of those affinities with that particular customer base. So understanding that the affinities that you will create give you a particular advantage to then serve that niche market. Okay. So for example, Maverick Investor Group, we are the primary go-to source for digital nomads that want to own turnkey rental properties in the United States. Any nomads that want to do that can come to Maverick Investor Group. They know that I am a digital nomad like they are. I speak at the nomad conferences. I travel the world. I share this lifestyle with them and so forth. So when those people want to buy turnkey rental properties in the U.S., Maverick Investor Group is the go-to source for that. And we have a report called Real Estate Investing for Digital Nomads. Okay, How to buy turnkey rental properties in the best U.S. markets from anywhere in the world and finance an epic international lifestyle. Okay, so that's me as a nomad sharing with other nomads how they can buy these rental properties in the United States. So that's leveraging a particular affinity to serve a particular niche that has things in common with me. Now, we serve other niches as well, and I have two business partners, and they have different affinities and so forth. So we're able to serve different types of niches But as you establish yourself in certain niches or do certain things or publicly show that you're doing certain things, other people that do those same things will feel a greater connection with you. And it's a very strategic business choice to try to leverage those affinities and connect with those communities and become the premier business offering your service in that community. All right. So those are the five tips that I had for you today. Just to recap, number one is to believe wholeheartedly yourself that it is possible and to surround yourself with other people that inspire and support your vision. Number two is to reverse engineer your 
business plan and make sure that you don't make any geographically restrictive mistakes. Number three is to mitigate any additional perceived risks associated with your business model in the mind of the buyer and clearly explain to them how there is no additional risk and, if anything, less risk with your model. Number four is to make your location-independent infrastructure part of your value proposition and talk about how that allows you to provide additional advantages to your customer beyond your competitors. And number five was to integrate your location-independent lifestyle into your brand identity, which allows you to be more interesting than your traditional competitors and also allows you to establish affinities with other people that share that lifestyle with you and to get a competitive advantage when selling to that particular niche market. If you want to see how we did that with Maverick Investor Group in terms of the digital nomad real estate investing report that I mentioned, you can grab a copy of that report. Just go to themaverickshow.com slash nomad. And the other place I would direct you if you're interested in more information on location-independent entrepreneurship is to go to our website, mavericknomadlife.com. We have now an entrepreneurship section of that website, which has information on how to build location-independent businesses, some of them in spaces that are traditionally virtual and some of them in spaces that are not traditionally virtual as we've been talking about today. And I definitely encourage you to check out some of those other episodes that I mentioned at the beginning. We're gonna link up everything that we talked about in this episode in the show notes. So we'll link to those specific episodes that I mentioned in the show notes for this episode. And we'll also link to the Maverick Nomad Life site so you can go check out the entrepreneurship section there as well as how you can grab that real estate investing for digital nomads report. And you can check out the content there. And as the final thing, I'm super curious how you are enjoying some of these solo episodes. I am getting feedback from some people that is encouraging me to talk about these additional topics. So that's how these episodes arise. People are particularly interested in me extrapolating on certain things. And so they want me to do a, a solo episode on a topic like I just did here. So I would love to get your opinion on what you thought of this episode. And if you would like me to do more of them on different topics, if so, which topics are most interesting to you? I would love to get your feedback and you can email that to me directly at matt at maverickinvestorgroup.com. So it's just M-A-T-T at M-A-V-E-R-I-C-K-I-N-V-E-S-T-O-R-G-R-O-U-P.com. Just shoot me a personal email. I read them all myself and would love your feedback on this episode and what you'd like to see more of in the future. So I look forward to hearing from you and we'll leave it there. Good night, everybody. Be sure to visit the show notes page at themaverickshow.com for direct links to all the books, people, and resources mentioned in this episode. You'll find all that and much more at themaverickshow.com. 
Would you like to get Maverick Investor Group's white paper on real estate investing for digital nomads? How to buy U.S. rental properties from anywhere in the world and finance an epic international lifestyle? Just go to the maverickshow.com slash nomad. The report is totally free and available for you now at the maverickshow.com forward slash nomad. Do you want to learn how to travel the world for a year plus with carry-on luggage only and look good while you're doing it? Go to themaverickshow.com slash packing to see a free recorded webinar and learn exactly how Matt does it. He shows you the luggage he uses, the specific items he packs, and the travel brands he likes most. Even if you're just looking to go on shorter trips, but pack more efficiently and eliminate your checked luggage, you won't want to miss this. You can watch the free recorded webinar at themaverickshow.com forward slash packing.